Hey you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Mandalorian Roundtable for the Jedi. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars, and welcome to everyone watching live on YouTube, on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, listening on the podcast. Hey to everyone in the chat. I hope you're having a, a great week of Star Wars fanding. And uh, if you're in America, giving thanks or Thanksgiving, whatever it's going to be. But we are going to give thanks to our guests that are joining us for um, what will be a super fun show from the Sisters with Sabres. We have got Maria. How are you doing, Maria? Hey, what's up, Steele? How's it going? It goes super well. From Squadron Goals, the Badge Emporium, we have got Courtney Everett. How are you doing, Courtney? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so well. For, oh, my God, Jimmy, I've just looked down to you and you've changed your background and you've now got giant Legos. You need yeah. to cut, you need to cut off your arms or get <laughs> if if you really want to sell it get tattoos of the chests of both of them on your arms so you can do oh, the hugging thing. I'm pretty directly. close. I got the I've got uh, Boba Fett's helmet. I'm halfway there. Oh, that is actually exceptionally impressive. Thank um, you. From Australia, uh, one of my comedian mates, and if you watch Australian TV, and who doesn't? You might know him from Lego Masters Australia. It's Jimmy James Eaton. Oh, my gosh. It's so lovely to be talking to you still and everyone else in all over the world. I feel like this is Star Wars because we're in the future and we're talking on a comm link. We're here. We've made it. Well, you, you sort of make me freak out because normally I'm used to it, but I'm not used to talking to someone in front of a blue screen or a green screen with two legs. So I feel like... You're ahead. Yeah, this is, it's too much for me to deal with. But the man in Ohio, who in honor of the sweet name drop this week on The Mandalorian, several years ago, dyed his hair blue, and it is still blue to this day. It is from the Sith list, King Tom Chansky. Hi, Steele. Thanks for having me. And hello, everyone else. (laughs) Thanks for being had. Now, listen, it's an exciting week. People are just frothing at the mouth over their Star Wars excitement. And whenever I get too excited about anything Star Wars, I look to my buddy (laughs) up in San Francisco from Mashable. From Mashable. (laughs) Or Mashable. You want to do that. It is the at future boy. It is Chris Taylor. How you doing, buddy? Uh, thanks for inviting me on. I'm I'm glad to help uh, uh, be the party pooper. Excellent. <laughs> the, the fly in your ointment. I uh, now I understand the role that I am playing here. Um, I I will play it with gusto. Excellent, excellent. What 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 do you mean? You've been playing this role in my life for several years now. <laughs> it's just when I meet you, it, it reminds me that I'm I'm not supposed to be the normal happy go lucky soul. That I really am. I'm, I'm supposed to be uh, the fly in all your ointments. Now, has anyone seen that film, Bat Kid? Bat Kid Begins? Bat Kid Begins, sorry. 
Um, so, well, it, it's it's a heartwarming tale about um, an amazing so Make cute. a Wish story in San Francisco oh. where they made him the back kid. Now, Chris, this is how I, I learned of Chris's existence. He's like sort of like the narrator almost in this as he was covering mm. it. And I, I feel like I'm more excited about all the things Chris has done then, like, I'm like, oh, that was so good, Chris. He's like, oh, yes, it was a, just a, a, it was an interesting day, wasn't it? It was, it was just, he, he just puts me in my place with my excitement. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's the classic British Australian relationship. Is it? All yeah, right. I, I feel like this, yeah. uh, this is the case. So does that mean you want to send me away on a boat? <laughs> no, no, it means I want, to, I want to come visit occasionally and sort of do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of hand waving. We are here to talk about a um, a landmark episode of so The Mandalorian, The Jedi. Oh. First up, let's give props to possibly the greatest word invented in the past 50 years. Like I know, I know some of some of the youth out there would be screaming out Grogu, and why wouldn't you? But <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> It's an amazing word. It's an amazing word. Um, Maria, uh, we'll, we'll go to some opening thoughts before we, we, we tuck straight in. Um, your daughter's named Ahsoka. Yes, oh. she is. How did, how did, how did your uh, week go? Uh, it, it, went, it went well. Um, she was really excited to see Ahsoka. She immediately knew who she was. Um, she was very happy. Um, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. Of course, I think my expectations were a little high, but it was a great week, like just celebrating the character and rocking all my shirts and stuff. And then, you know, getting Ahsoka up early, making breakfast and watching the show with her was, um, like a big mom daughter moment. Excellent. Excellent. I, I feel that because I, the, the, the father son moments in the Mandalorian in this episode were just like, just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they were hitting me. They were hitting me. Now, um, our next guest, Courtney, you, you would like um, Brandon here. He's logged on just to say he's got to go see you all next time, which is what you were threatening before the show started. Say hello, so, Brandon. So, so, so while I've got you here, before you go, I know, I know the, the valley must be just pumping tonight with things to do. Um, uh, I just ask one simple question that if I had to go, <laughs> suddenly it's like she's out of here. Five minutes, she's out. Um, what are your initial thoughts on the episode? I will say I have only seen it once. I woke up at midnight and watched it on my iPad. And I will say the highlight of the episodes episode was definitely with uh, with Din and now Grogu. But about the rest of the episode that I wasn't really enthusiastic about. But I think my reaction was it wasn't negative, but it was very mild. I had a very mild reaction when I was expecting a little bit more. A mild reaction sounds like your current Wi-Fi. Yes. <laughs> is it bad? How bad is it? Oh, it's not bad at all. 
Uh-oh. I might see it. It's fine. Check we'll... to see if somebody's streaming upstairs and try to stop yeah. it. Yes. Someone's watching The Crown or something is as an ode to, to Chris's homeland. Um, shut it down. Shut it down. Um, Jimmy James Eaton. Hello, how was it? We've heard what it was like in America. But like, what was it like with the screen upside down and the toilet <laughs> spinning the other way and, and, and other um, quite, you know, offensive uh, uh, stereotypes? I'm so glad you asked, uh, Steele, and I'm becoming more Australian suddenly. Uh, down here in the Down Under, uh, we got a word for it. It was Grogu-tastic, mate. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's a word we already used, so now it has a definition. Um, you, just, you just say that whenever, like, you know, you had a nice piece of Vegemite, you'd be like, that's Grogu-tastic, but now it has real meaning. That, um, that, I, that, that accent, by the way, yeah, that um, just made me far less homesick. So, um, <laughs> so thanks for um, that. You're welcome. You're welcome. If I can propel you from from Australia, I'm I'm doing my job. Um, I I loved it. it. It's growing on me like a kind of weird Dagobah system moss. I mean, I I quite liked it, but the more I think about it, the more Easter eggs there are. There's like so many little bloody references in this episode. It's it's incredible, and it's the first time we're kind of you know really linking up to that that main canon that that's happening. It's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. There are some um, some possibilities that I am fairly excited about. Oh, did you just get your lightsaber out? I, I, I did. <laughs> can I, did. I go and get? Can I go and get my lightsaber? It's not a contest, Jimmy. All I'm saying is I'm very excited by the potential of a blue-skinned character possibly emerging sometime down the track. I don't know if we're allowed to give spoilers or not. It's exciting time. It's Max Oh, yeah. please, please have someone yeah. not seen the episode that's watching this. this that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I've come, I've come for the company, but if you guys talk about the episode at all, I'll be very pissed off. Now, you can imagine, just put a thumb over Tom's head and, and, and just like he's got the hair, do you know what I mean? And I know Thrawn, Thrawn should have blue hair as well. That, that was what, what I'd like to change you know how they sort of, you know, like there was a lot of talk of Ahsoka's like Lectu, how they, you know, they're shorter now. It, you know, they things get changed for um, live action. Thrawn with blue hair, just make him a whole, put him in a blue suit. He could be in the Blue Man group. Yes. Like on his day off. Because how fun would it be if he's all blue and then everyone on YouTube can like Photoshop in other things. <laughs> like that, that'd be that'd be spectacular. Um, Tom, what are you thinking, buddy? Tell me what you've been uh, thinking. Here's what I've been thinking for the last, you know, however many hours it is. My, you have my condolences, Steele, because Yoju, if you will, you know, raise a glass to one of the greatest names and kind of semi forecast. But I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, but I thought it was a deeper episode than emotionally with everything between Grogu and Din. And did I get the name wrong? Because no, no, <laughs> it's not that you got it wrong. It's that you got it right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like every time they just mention it, anyone mentions it in casual conversation now, it it's, 
it just makes me giggle. Grogu. Well, the other thing I've been mm. thinking since seeing the episode is I got to know the, the, the damn kid's name because I'm going to call him Roku, Grogu, Grago. I don't know what I'm yeah. going to call. So I've been thinking Grogu, you know, but, but there, there were a lot of deep emotional moments. I even got um, emotional seeing Ahsoka. Like Jimmy mentioned, it, it's it's mm. a way of tying it in to the larger story. And whether the Mandalorian needs to be tied in or how much it needs to be tied in, um, that that that's another conversation. But for what this episode was, I, I liked that. Hey, Gleach was saying in Rebels Thrawn did have blue hair. Am I am I crazy? Did he? It was like it a had... very dark blue, I thought. I thought it was black, but I could be wrong. Just think of the Pierce Brosnan picture at it, a celebration. It was that classic Superman thing where it's black and blue. Yeah. yeah. Very, very comic book style. Depends what light. Jet blue. Jet black blue. Hey, if there's one thing the internet needs more of, it's debates over what colour something <laughs> is. What colour is this hair? I don't it's know. the Thrawn's hair meme. It'll be huge. Oh, come on. Uh, Christopher, what, what, we, what was your reaction? Well, I, I'm interested, Chris, because yeah. I, I, I am fascinated with your um, excitement levels about anything. Well, well, when do you watch this? You, you're waiting up to midnight. You know, you got it pretty easy in San Francisco where you're just like whatever's. You're watching it. On your phone, on on the Bart. Um, what are you doing? The Bart. Yeah, hey, buddy, it's a local, Bart since March. It's a local reference. Appreciate. Thank you. It, all right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, no, I did not watch it on the Bart. I sometimes I stay up till midnight. Um, uh, but then my wife doesn't watch it with me. With if I want her to watch it, she's an early bird. We got to watch it first thing in the morning. So that's what we did. Uh, and I, I, I'm glad because I really needed company during this episode because you need during this episode someone to turn to and go, <gasps> that's his yeah. name, or <gasps> Ahsoka, or you know, it's it was a big group reaction episode. So uh, mm. I, you know, if you can watch it with a loved one, please do. You've just um, made me feel like such a loser, Chris. I, I, <laughs> I'll I, watch it again with you, still. I'll I, watch it. I watch it at midnight and because I'm watching it by myself, I film myself. So this is pathetic. It's... <laughs> really, that means you, you are watching it with yourself in the future, kind of, which is a very appropriate science fiction-y way to be oh, watching Oh, man. The show. Dude, I've met past me, so I'm not that stoked on future <laughs> me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. There's is, 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 is a pattern here going yeah. on. So I, 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 I like the aesthetics of the show. Um, I, I thought, uh, you know, Ahsoka was, was nailed, and I'm saying from the point of view of performance, you know, makeup, lighting, everything, that was Ahsoka. It immediately passed the the test that, that I think everyone was concerned about. Um, I forgot but, it was Rosario Dawson. Like, mm. it looked so much like Ahsoka. Yeah. That I, I, I kind of halfway through went, oh, that's right. It's that actress as well. I thought she did yeah. a great job. It's, it's always great when they disappear into the role. I mean, this like Pedro Pascal is disappearing into his role, right? <laughs> Constantly amazed at how much that guy is willing to just sort of, you know, be be covered up on the show. Yeah, um, aesthetically pleasing. Hey, uh, plot wise, I, I, info I, I, dump. I don't think he knows how much he's being covered up. Just quietly. <laughs> it's like you guys can see me through this, right? Yeah, he just at the end of the season when he he's like, oh wow, I was I was there for a lot of scenes. I was we, I wasn't there for a lot of scenes. I'm doing voiceovers for now. So was it um, last week? We we got his mouth and he was lifting it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've heard theories that wasn't his mouth. I, I, <laughs> wow, I, I, it's like I, a I call, special. 
Listen, I've got a lot of connections here in LA. I got in a, a noted chin expert, right? <laughs> and, Do they work uh, on like crime scenes and stuff? How many chin chin crimes are there, Jimmy? More than you think. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, just just to finish the thought, I thought aesthetically beautiful, uh, plot wise, too much of an emperor dump, and too too confusing and distracting for what I thought was the main story we were telling here. It's it's like the so, show's suddenly got invaded by the end of Rebels. Um, yeah, you know, that, it that, just that's very Filoni tastic. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's like, Filoni, like forget about this th- this whole quest we're on with Moff Gideon and that side of things. Let me mm. let it, me take it, you in a Rebels direction. I like I I I, I sort of like know that like the criticism is valid for if you think that's a criticism, but I, I, I see people say like, Oh, they've lost their way or whatever. And it's like, all this was made before any episodes, like we'd seen it. So it's not as though they're like, this is the plan. Like this, mm. like up until like this season, essentially at the end of the season, this is all based on like, none of it's based on customer feedback. Mm. It, it, it's like what they, they sort of set out to do. So I, I, I sort of, feel like some like the people just have to accept it it's like this is the show like and i know they marketed it one way but come on guys have we learned nothing from this lucasfilm marketing machine like come on it's um i don't know i've just always said that star wars thrives on mystery and the more mystery the better so i I was sad to see the end of baby yoda the end of the child and the beginning of the grogu era uh, mm. Which is Grogu is just the the sheave of dins. I'm, I'm sorry, it's it's going to take me a long time that's to get used. It, that's to it for Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it the name specifically that that is annoying you? Grogu, I, I it's still growing on me, as it were, like goo. Um, Hello, I still I I have to remember it every time. I'm like, is that? Gorgu? No. Gorgon? No. Grogon? No. Gro- yeah, like I'm still in that phase of things. Do you think you'll get a cute nickname like Gugu or something? Yeah. Are you Ooh. midway through the nine stages of Grogu denial? <laughs> <laughs> Grogu grief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Five stages um, of Grogu grief. I'll get over it, I'm sure. Well, you know, I had two... 
it's it Grogu, makes all the letters from George. It is well, all the no, Grogu letters. Can... Like, is space George? <laughs> so I'm convinced that's what the reference is. Yeah, yeah. I, and and because I was like, how are they going to name this and not like they need to have something to validate it? And there's nothing more validating in Star Wars once he's left while he was here. Yeah. Some people thought he was the worst thing to ever happen, but once he's gone, he's the ultimate um rubber stamp and that's that's an ode to gl george lucas now um before we get breaking down into the actual episode i i I do want to acknowledge um you know there has been charges um like you know a, a legal um, actions against Rosario Dawson and her family against um, some abuse against a, a trans employee and friend of the family. And here's what's up, right? I know people that have had this happen to them and they're big fans of this character. So they're in this position of like, this is a thing I love. And it's also with this actress, it's reminding me of how I was treated less than just for being me. And it's a hard thing to tackle because it's with something that we love and it's, you know, people that we want to protect and support. And yeah, I just want to put it out there that like, like me personally, I, I feel you and I support you as, as, as best I can. And it's like, like as a Star Wars fan, and it's happened a couple times this season. It's it's a it's it's a, such a sucky situation to get put in that you're between a rock and a hard place with this. But also, like to be treated with a lack of respect or abuse or cruelty for being who you are sucks even more than that. So yeah, I just um. You know, and don't – the main thing is they're not trying to ruin your fun or stamp on your parade. They're just expressing themselves. And and I know personally people that, like, this affects deeply and they're like, I'm going to watch it again. I Like, I want to – like, I'm trying to get – I want to separate it, I'm, you know. So the main thing is don't turn on them for the pain they've suffered and that they're one of their favorite things in the world is um, like reminding them of it. So I, like, I'm not like, I, like I'm stumbling through all this, but um, I, um, you know, we hear you and we love you and um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lost for words, but um yeah, if yeah, anyone has anything to jump in with, that's um, all good, or we can just, um, yeah, I will move on. So, um, I will, I'll, I'll just say that I, I think we're, we're all stumbling through it, and mm-hmm. we, we want more, we want to know more. Uh, we don't want to sweep this under the carpet. It's, it's a continuing, developing story, and um, I feel like we'll we'll have more to say on it as this as this goes on, and I think it's just you're you're absolutely right. It's just important to acknowledge that this is an issue, hmm. and and not to not to decenter it. Yeah, and and 
you know, I know there's been, um, I know Anthony Bresnikan at Vanity Fair sort of reported that some of the charges had been dropped or whatever. And, you know, like that's better than them not being dropped, but also this is like a, you know, like when charges get dropped against a powerful, famous, rich person, listen, I'm not sure if you heard about this guy, Vince McMahon, but um, he's had, uh, Marie is hearing me. Marie is hearing me. Um, yeah, it's, you know, that that's like, it, it, it oh, doesn't yeah. prove or disprove anything. Not at all. So um, with that, let's get into it. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I just doing my best with that. And um, it's 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 not an easy thing to because there's no right answer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you not watch this episode? Do you not watch the whole series? Do you not watch anything from the films? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it it's um yeah. I, I I wish I wasn't so familiar with saying this stuff. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it's it's like the company has these like every resource in the world, and maybe we should be doing a bit more. Um, you know, like sort of sussing out who we're hiring for these jobs and, 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 and what any allegations are. And the tough thing is, if this is like an ongoing character, you know, in another series and stuff, it's like, like, like she's, you know, cemented which, in essentially. Which apparently there's, there's going to be a spinoff, isn't there? Or there's rumours of a Ahsoka spinoff in the works. Hey. Jimmy, I don't like to get into these Star Wars rumors. I, I just go to StarWars.com for my facts. I, do you know what I mean? I just... Sorry, I'll just I'll just burn my computer. Sorry. sorry <laughs> it, it did feel very much like a spin-off episode though, didn't it? If, yeah. if this were just if we were coming to this fresh, we were just looking at this as a new TV show, be like, oh, this is Soga character. I don't know much about her, but yeah. I think that's that's got spin-off potential. It's well, like when Angel okay. first arrived on Buffy. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, there's more to this. Sorry, are we not allowed to talk about Buffy on this podcast? Oh, no, you can. Oh, few. Just, just not regularly. Yeah, that's yeah, your okay. one reference, yeah. all right? One, buff, one Buffy reference per. Yeah, you get, you get one Buffy reference. Maria <laughs> gets, like, unlimited wrestling references, to be honest. <laughs> um, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Put uh, me over already. Yeah, I like ah, it. there's another one. Love it, like love it. it. Everyone else is bewildered, but um, we're <laughs> we're very amused. Shout out to Chris Fresh, who's the other person involved in this whole thing. What up, that, Chris Fresh? That would be uh would be digging this. Um, it yeah, it did definitely feel like um, like you don't go to all that work, like to like put in this character and then not have it seed off to something else. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Tom? I think, she, I, I don't know what, who is an A-lister, B-lister, whatever, but I do know Rosario Dar- Dawson is a name. She's, she's been a star movie. She was in many of the Marvel shows. So I don't think you get her for a one-shot guest appearance. Hmm. Although they had like Michael Bain in this same, same episode. So it's, like you just never know. They can bring in these huge stars he, just for. He was a bit of a chump. <laughs> his, his character was a jobber. He, yes, he, he really, he really signposted that second gun. Like terrible, uh, terrible cowboy. Hey, my, is is Michael Bean? Have I been missing out on thirty years of Bean? Because like he went from like 
Terminator, maybe something in the middle, and then Alien. In... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to question your use of superstar. Um... <laughs> yeah, fair call. But I, I think there'd be a lot of like A-listed stars going shit. Yeah, I'd drop everything just to be in a Star Wars episode. Like... Yeah, well, you know, you get guys like um, you know, Brian Persane and stuff <laughs> like that, which they're just yeah, totally, totally up for it. All right. Let's go into the app. We start off on a mysterious, um, almost Mustafa-esque burnt mm. forest and a very cinematic opening with um, those sort of bounty hunter mercenary looking guys and then the two yeah. sabres and... Um, I got to say, I was not like I, I was like a, a fan of Ahsoka, you know, in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. Um, you know, not more, not as much so in uh, the Clone Wars movie, but just after this opening little series of events, I I was already just like I, I think I just rate live action so much more than cartoons or something. I I, I feel validated by people standing there and, and and sweating and stuff like that. Um now now Courtney, you pull on a face and I know you're a big animation fan. That's Please. my career. <laughs> I worked at Nickelodeon Steel. Did you not remember this? Listen, um, I but, but I don't know if you've seen this Days of Our Lives. There's real people there. They're doing stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. But that's just that's just my, I don't know. I, seeing actual people there is. I, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I also, look, Star Wars is a big tent. Lots of room for the animation fans. I, I, I keep wanting to like Clone Wars and Rebels more than I do. Uh, when I like it, it's more about the concepts and the story. Than, than the style. I, I just think personally for me, Star Wars is is used universe live action, right? It is hard and they try so hard to get the used universe in yeah. uh, in the animation, but it doesn't, to me, to my mind, my personal point of view, it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like Star Wars, whereas live action does. It You know, to me, if you can step into the frame and feel that you're actually there in that world, in that universe, that's that's what, this franchise is about and it really has that feeling like even though you know it was shot oh god like 40 years later that it it could have they could have just wrapped return of the jedi and used Mm -hmm. all of that kind of same set even though it's so far apart it really has that same feel and sound particularly with those mercenaries at the start with that kind of robot language that sounds so much like the door droid from jabba's palace all of that stuff just makes me go oh yeah now, listen, Courtney, here's the deal. Could you at Nickelodeon animate a slice of tree hitting someone in a chest? Uh, fun fact, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact, animation is limitless. It's actually way easier to animate anything than it is to do in live action. Uh, I mean, yeah, I am, I'm a big cartoon fan, and I'm sorry if my internet is still really cruddy just let me know um if it's worth it for me to shut up and then i'll leave like i wanted to the whole time <laughs> um but 
I'm I'm a big animation person, and Clone Wars was the real thing that got me into Star Wars mm-hmm. in the first place. Like that was my oh, I want to be really involved in this fandom. And obviously, like what I do for a living now is draw cartoons of Star Wars characters. So I'm pretty biased towards the animation program in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, so I I do think it's cool. I think Bo-Katan uh, was a reference that I was really excited about and I think was done really well. Um, Ahsoka is one of those characters that I... I still, I, I still feel a little bit weird about her involvement. Uh, and I mean, like we've talked about, and I don't want to harp on it too much uh, more than we've already have, but I have big, I can't really support Rosario Dawson in the role right now. I, I can't. Um, I don't watch the episodes with Gina Carano in it. I have not seen her episodes. Um, so, but I understand Rosario's situation is a I hate to say nuanced, but just because she hasn't publicly done the things Gina has done, but I, that's just what I want to say about Rosario. So there is a certain hesitancy that I have with her. Uh, And I I do, I do love Ahsoka. She's one of my favorite characters to draw from Star Wars and their, her, her role in this episode fit in as well as Bo-Katan's did. I feel like her presence didn't fit in as well as I wanted it to, but I also hate the Jedi. So I'm, I'm so biased for all of this. I hate the Jedi. They're garbage. I hate them all. And so the fact that she like lets them call her a Jedi, I'm like, she's not though. No. I hate mm. I hate the Jedi. Well, I, I did put this up in the chat, Courtney, for someone that was trying to troll, but I think I can put it up on here for um, that comment about the Jedi as well. So, <laughs> art, art entertainment line there. I know. You were going on. You're like, the best word. And I'm like, oh, oh, son. <laughs> we are about to duel. Oh, boy. You, you think the best word is, is pin? <laughs> Good comeback, Steel. Good one. Thank you. Thank you. It was real good. Courtney has a very um, very sweet pin game going on at Squadron Grolls. An Ahsoka pin. Here's one that I made. Self-promo time. Now, like, I feel like I've got an advantage to, like you're saying, that the character didn't really fit in. I'm not super attached to her... You know, like I am for like Luke or, or Ray, and I, I kept thinking that if people hadn't, like, they weren't into Rebels or, or the Clone Wars or whatever, just based on how she entered the, the the show and how she acted, it's like, oh, this new Jedi character is like like super super cool to the mm. you know to to the lay person now um chris i I'm, I'm not sure how much um into star wars your wife is obviously not that much if she's not staying up for 12 o'clock do you know what i mean um she's she's more of a star trek fan really yeah, yeah star wars just okay uh what, what what did she make of ahsoka oh she she loved ahsoka um you know she's seen enough clone wars and enough rebels to be familiar with the ahsoka character um you know, there's not a bad word to say about it. It didn't feel like her. I think that was only one moment where, to me, and maybe also to my wife, it didn't feel as her. Was she seemed remarkably incurious about Grogu, about Baby Yoda, 
Like I, I feel like we were missing a reaction shot of her mm. going, holy shit. Yeah. Because she knows just how rare the species is. She knows just how important the one representative of the species who's actually had a speaking role prior and so was is. So it they needed to be some moment of like looking and longing and remembering. And yeah. that's that's the one part of it that, that didn't really sell Ahsoka to me. And she was pretty quick to do the old handball as well. She was like, oh, there's Baby Yoda. You, yeah, you can take him now. I'm done. Like yeah. it just, she was pretty quick to get rid of him. Yeah, I get, I get the logic, but like emotionally, there need to yeah. be more beats between them. Mm, okay. I thought, I thought the emotion for that came in her response that mentioned Anakin as in why she didn't want to do it because she, what she felt from him and the attachment to Jin to Din, mm-hmm. that was, a, that was where it was for me. I, I saw that in this episode. Yes. Oh, Ahsoka making everything about Anakin. Well, <laughs> <sighs> like let's, let's just have a moment of remembrance for your old master Yoda. Come on. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought the little Anakin nod was, um, was pretty mm. sweet. I, I, I was, a, I have to, I, I was quite a sucker for this episode. I, it's, um, I, I had a, a pretty good time. Now there's this, the, the heated electu debate, um, Maria, you know, okay. massive Ahsoka fan. Where do you want to start? How, like for me, how like much the, time you got? I've got um I've got a lot of time. Um, okay. Courtney's got I've about got seven list. more minutes. So um... <laughs> items here. Oh really? Just get my tablet out. Oh, are you we'll serious? This started. is awesome. Okay, this is more prepared than I've ever gone into one of these. <laughs> wow. things, so I, I do have a list of grievances. Okay, so we let's... can we can start there if you'd like. Oh, it's it's we've had Thanksgiving and now we're going into Festivus. Very excited. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Star Wars Festivus. Yes. Oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> no, um, the Laku, I I made uh, a mental allowance for. I will allow it as someone who has cosplayed and worn Laku. I know that, you know, when they are uh, longer, it's a lot harder to make them look realistic, uh, especially when you're turning your head. Um, I did a, a Hera cosplay a couple years back, and when you turn your head, they can bend sometimes with the latex and all that. So I I totally get why they were short. I'm not mad about it. I really don't care about it. She looks like the character, which is great, except she's not the character. Um, To me, it felt very hollow. As someone who's been following this character for over a decade, name my baby after this character. Like this character is is on on my arm, for goodness sake, you know? like Ashley's everything to me. Um, I felt like we got an Ahsoka with no heart. Um, they did a wonderful mm. job of making her look like uh, a BA. Uh, you got a lot of action. All that razzle dazzle is great. But I think what the the real superpower of Ahsoka Tano is, it's the empathy that she wasn't shown from the Jedi. It's that caring, the kindness. And that's what I didn't feel throughout the entire episode. I didn't feel the love. I didn't feel the kindness. I didn't feel the empathy um, radiating from her. She seemed very removed 
Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if there's something else that I'm missing that wasn't there, uh, but I was kind of disappointed. Um, it's great to see her in live action. Um, it's better to have something than nothing. So I'm I'm happy that we have something and she's in live action. I think there's a lot of room to grow here. Um, I'm not exactly sure why you have Ahsoka Tano in an episode and you don't explain who the heck she is. Um, you know, it's, and I used this euphemism uh, yesterday on Sistas when we did our representation and our reaction to it. It's kind of like inviting Jesus Christ to Thanksgiving dinner, but nobody knows he's Jesus and nobody tells anybody he's the son of God. You just sit them down and make them a plate, you know, and, and we're all just talking, you know, so you work at the Best Buy with Bob Jesus. Oh, that's great. That's great. So where'd you say you're from? Ohio. Oh, that's great. You know, and nobody bothers to put two and two together. Um, so I think it's it's wonderful that she's coming out of the shadows and into the light and more people will be aware of her now. And that's a great jumping off point. Uh, but I'm really kind of heartbroken uh, that she didn't get any type of explanation. Bo-Katan got more of an explanation of who she is and where she comes from, uh, you know, than, than Ahsoka Tano. And I, I love Bo-Katan, but she's a second tier Clone Wars character. And Ahsoka is like the top tier of Clone Wars and what Clone Wars was really all about. Uh, and I'm really just kind of sad to see that Rosario didn't take it very seriously and didn't do her homework or, whatever the problem is there it's just it's kind of it's kind of sad you see someone who looks like something that's familiar but but it's really not them uh mm. it's kind of like seeing a family member from a distance and you're like is that them like no that's that can't be her um so I, i'm hoping that this is a, a good jumping off point and dave can fix it um but I think we focused way too much on let's let's make her look really good. Let's make her look really cool and really strong. Like, uh, you know, but that's not Ahsoka's power. Ahsoka's power isn't because she's a great fighter. She is a great fighter. Uh, but I think her power comes from being able to touch the places that the Jedi couldn't and see what they can't. If that makes sense. And the fact yeah, that no um, one corrected that she's not really a Jedi, you know, my mom's a housekeeper or she was at one point in time. People don't go around calling her the housekeeper. You know, it's just kind of weird. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Um, where like, so obviously Dave Filoni, you know, is part creator of the, the character and, you know, few people know more of like her story and her potential story than him. Like, like where do you think he went wrong, Maria? I think it's real simple. It's it's called exposition. There there is none. We just see this woman who is in the middle of this, you know, excursion and and we don't get any explanation as to why she's so freaking important. And it's because she's the Padawan of Anakin. You know, what I mean, that's a big deal. And that would encourage people to go back to Rebels, go back to Clone Wars, learn more about her. And we miss a huge opportunity there. Um, 
And it's just, it's sad. We don't even get to see Morai. Like Morai's in the corner uh, of the shop for like two seconds. Yeah. All we get of Morai. We don't even get to see how beautiful her colors are. The green and the tan and the, anyway, I'm just, um, I'm not going to cry. It is what it is. I still have Clone Wars. I still have Rebels. I still have those things. They're intact. Um, What's important is my daughter got to see her in live action, played by a brown person. Uh, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm really happy about that. Yeah, because like obviously I'm coming at it from a completely different angle. And you know, if it was Luke Skywalker, or, no, let's just say when Luke Skywalker comes back, I, I, I will be like exuberantly um, attached totally to this. Um, but I like from my point of view, I was sort of like, I felt like they put in just enough about her that she could be appreciated for new viewers from a t- like just based on on that and then they'd sort of go and and, and find out about her but do you know what I mean I, I don't have the like emotional investment in it Tom where do you where do you think it, it lies I think it's it's somewhere in the middle because I think viewers do need to know who she is and why she's there. And I think like Maria said, she's the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. She got, you know, she's a great fighter. We saw that she got that from Anakin. She also got her compassion from Anakin too. And that that's something that she wouldn't have gotten in the Jedi, but a lot of the exposition stuff we didn't get. And, and I see why that that's an issue. I could see why that's an issue at the same time. It's, not her show yet yeah and i don't i don't know if they're saving it or i don't even know maybe because this was a feloni episode maybe he thought you know he's so familiar this was a case of over familiarity for him where he's used to having her he's used to ashley being there he thought that would come through in the performance and maybe he wasn't experienced enough to make that happen or he didn't know to make that happen so it, it's actually not that unusual in Star Wars. So first of all, I want to say, Maria, that is an excellent point about empathy. I think you you really hit the nail on the head and you put your finger yeah, on something that, that I was trying to think through with it, with that whole non-reaction to memories of Yoda thing, right? It's That's what it's about. It's about empathy. But there is, uh, on, on the other thing, like I, I think there is a long tradition in Star Wars of just not introducing characters. They're just sort of thrown on the screen and, you know, we don't know who, uh, was it Law Santeca at the start of Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't, he's got this whole rich backstory. We never learn it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's always, Star Wars always been that sort of documentary style, which is what George was going for right from the beginning. Is this, you know, we're just, we're just thrown into this world. Oh, we're in this cantina now. You know, here, here are all these characters. Oh, I guess we're going to meet this pilot now. And it just sort of, you know, kind of zigs, zigs and zags its way. Um, yeah, I think if she gets her own series, it will it will be a different story. But also, I, I think you you also put your point on something of, of like they never advertise the the Jedi just don't advertise the Jedi have terrible PR. Probably the worst <laughs> PR in right, the galaxy. Right. Like you know, twenty years after they vanish, no one's heard of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, even three more years and like after they've saved the galaxy, still no one seems to have heard of them and. Like yeah. even if she said I was the you know I, I was Anakin Skywalker's bad one, didn't be like who? 
Anakin who? What? Like, nobody seems to know history. Nobody seems to know what the hell has gone on in the galaxy. Well, I, I like, made a joke about that. Just being like, I feel like there's got to, like, call Google. And if, like, he just Googled Jedi, Luke Skywalker was right? right? Like, I... Like it's, it's open knowledge. Yeah. It's out there. So I just it's everyone it's saw the broadcast of the Death Star blowing up, but apparently that's yeah. all they that's all they watch. There are no profiles yeah. of like who's responsible. It is it is sort of interesting there, those like they've got these advancements in tech in some areas, you know, they've got laser guns and lightsabers, but then, you know, obviously their Google is bad. And also their um their town warning system is an old ancient bell. I was sort of noticed that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's the sort of Star Wars thing where it's like, why have they got a bell? <laughs> and it's like, because it would look sweet cut in half and yeah, falling exactly. on the ground. I tried to explain to someone why, um, Courtney's going to love this, why Snoke's throne room was just red curtain. And they're like, why would you just have red curtain? And it's like, because when it burns, it's going to look cool. Like it's, yeah. it, it's not. It's not Snoke's design. He didn't go to space IKEA. Like there's no backstory. It's just mm. like the filmmaker going, "This is going to look cool when it burns." And yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I feel like the bell is just like yeah, and, and, it, and it sort of, and it also you know harkens back to all the, you know the Japanese yeah, um, Kurosawa films. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the fight around For a koi sure. pond. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Hey, there's listen. If you're gonna go, get get stabbed by a giant near a go, giant goldfish. That's, that's that's how it's it's elegant. You know, it's, it's it's classy. It's the classy way to go. Um, all right. So moving forward with the story, we get um, they come up against the what, what, what's this the the character's name the the judge the, the magistrate oh Elizabeth magistrate. something so, oh yeah. First name was Morgan. Morgan Elizabeth or something? Morgan Elizabeth. Something like that. Morgan E. The magistrate is what, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to think of. And then mm-hmm. there's Michael Bine, who um was once um in, in one timeline in the Terminator universe. He was uh Kyle Crease. Is it Kyle Crease, Tom? John Connor's dad. Reese? Reese, that's yeah. it. Reese. Reese. So I think of- you're thinking of uh, karate kid. <laughs> buddy i'm thinking of a lot of things you know what i'm saying uh-huh uh and then we go to a setup for later on the uh yoju and i i do have to admire the way they um they plant in these sort of storylines in episodes you know he, he's been obsessed with this ball all along and then it, yeah. it, it turns out that the the silver knob um pardon my english is um you know, part of his test to see if he's got the Jedi powers. Now, also, it looks like a tiny Death Star toy. Did anyone else pick up on that? Kind of. Yeah, it did look like a little, there's there's like an English sharpener sort of Death Star about that size. It reminded me of. Is it in Galaxy Merchandising? (laughs) <laughs> oh god no, it exists within star wars yeah it's got it's got trademark batu yeah. on the side of it everybody will be after uh grogu's knob they'll just they'll just <laughs> want to be after that. oh boy oh, grogu's knob get him while they're hot that's a twitter account waiting to happen wow <laughs> blocked 
blocking. <laughs> I want to say while we're sitting here talking about Grogu, uh, the puppetry in this episode is incredibly fantastic. It's gorgeous. Um, when he's dozing off to sleep, when Ahsoka picks him up and they have that unspoken conversation, uh, puppetry is so good in this. And I think it's it's a testament to the acting that people are able to interact with him in a mm. way that looks believable. So I will say that. Yeah, the yeah, one hundred percent. That Grogu. I don't know who he's played by, but he, <laughs> he could he could be up for a few um, few little Grogu trophies. Wasn't and- he nominated last season, or did he win? For what? Visual effects. It would have been the visual effects. Oh, <laughs> I think they did. I was like, did I miss Grogu's acceptance? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah they put him in to the actors. Yeah. They That's created a new story. award for him. Cutest little, cutest little actor award goes to. There you go. I, I think he won the hip hop award for cash money just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and some of these visuals, like in mm-hmm. this forest and... It, yeah, like it, 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 it did feel, and 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 pardon my exuberance if anyone disagrees, but it did, it did feel quite cinematic, like 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 movie level mm. uh, Star Wars experience. I agree. Now, help me out here, everyone. Mm-hmm. Why isn't this guy locking his doors? What, what, yeah, what, that's what, what I was wondering. What is with this? Hey, it's just the honor system. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like my wife, Jackie, she goes surfing and you can't leave. You can't do the old surfing trick of leaving your keys on the tire anymore because yeah. people come along and, and steal your car. So they've all got these locks. But in like, like this is a far rougher, more ruthless universe than we live in, in some ways. But um, what's the deal? Can Tom, you're knee deep in, in Star Wars knowledge and, and and backstory how is there a force field is there like i think i think din just figured out that those yam stilt monsters as our friend rabo is referring to them, i love that that they can't fit within the doorway of the razor crest so that's why he didn't bother closing it that's my that's my reason I would have liked to have seen the scene when those yam stilt monsters tried to break <laughs> into that ship and fly it away <laughs> Um, and it's then, just one of those planets you can leave your door open. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's, Canada. It's, <laughs> it's it Canada is the Canada of planets. Um, and then we've got this scene where um, Mandalorian he's trying to get information, and he just goes up to people and goes, "Hey, hey, you there? Hey, you there?" It's just like you talk about um, Jedi PR. This guy needs a bit of um, yeah. And so they're not very discreet. No, and then the kids look over. the The dad's horrified because obviously, um, Grogu's looking at him, and he's just like, "Gonna eat him, eat everyone's <laughs> kids these days." Thank yeah. you. Hey, kid, got any macaroons? <laughs> oh, the fifty dollar macaroons. Mm-hmm. Then we go into some sweet sci fi stuff with um, yeah. the electrified ribs. <laughs> Which is pretty sweet, and then we come face to face and get the introduction of the Beskar spear. Which I have a question on the Beskar: How much Beskar is too much Beskar? Like, 
Is he just going to get too much? Like, is he going to keep making stuff out of Beskar or is he going to be eventually just going, I'm going to sell this. I've got too much Beskar. You got, you got, no, he's like he's like Steve Sansweet. He just hangs on to it all. It doesn't matter. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just more the Beskar. Um, I love the introduction of the Beskar spear because, you know, if you're going to introduce a, um, a, a silver little knob and use it later on, if you're introducing a Beskar spear... I'm, I'm feeling a bit of dark saber action uh, versus towards ah, the end yeah. of the of season. I picked um, that up too. Of yeah. course. And um, it, it's like, because someone was saying that the lightsabers, like maybe Ahsoka cut through like Mandalorian lightsabers in the Clone Wars or whatever, and that's Beskar. But, but this is pure Beskar. They've put that yeah. little Wikipedia asterisk. Right. Um, into this, um, Courtney, what, what what did you think of uh, the standoff and, and the deal that he um, kind of made? The, the predicament that the magistrate put Din in to go find Ahsoka. I, I actually I thought that they did this in like a clear to the audience that Din was like I didn't agree to anything. I do have a it goes back to my like Jedi debate of like how did he not know about the Jedi because. Uh, so Beskar clearly they cherish it and love it so much because it doesn't like that here are the Mandalorians and the Jedi have this big like long lasting feud it was clearly so like sought out because it doesn't work uh, or lightsabers can't cut through it Mm -hmm. and so it's just like they know that part of the lore but not why and so I was always like where why don't you where just google it but uh, it's on Google. Yeah. Their archives suck in this galaxy. <laughs> they really yeah, 90% do. of the problems of Star Wars could be solved by Googling. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, Poor I'm sure on Darth Vader's Wikipedia's page, it said formerly Anakin Skywalker. And Luke <laughs> could have just Googled that. <laughs> Saved himself a whole ton of trouble. What? If they had a LinkedIn, they could have just connected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rubbish. Facebook su- should have suggested it. It's his own dad. Come on. I, 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 I like the concept that, you know, I, I did this like reaction video where I record, edit it, and it's like just what the things that I think of. And most of it is just Grogu doing stuff and me saying GIF because I know it's going to be a GIF on Twitter the next day. Mm-hmm. I want to see Courtney's version where she's just like, Google it. Google <laughs> it. It's like, Google it's like it. Who, who's your, where's your master? Google it. <laughs> Google Maps. If it. I were looking for like a mystical race of magical people, I would go to the Hollow Net, which exists. There's Hollow mm-hmm. Tabloids. We know all these things, and I'd be like, "Okay, yes. Jedi." And I know Luke would show up. He what? would be there. He would be in the news section. Be like this kid. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just ask the first vendor you see on the next backwater planet you're on. Either either one works. Oh, yeah. Either or. Well, this mm-hmm. is like, just ask him to borrow his phone. Yeah. Can I just Google something on your phone, mate? It, <laughs> it's oh, a cre- stupid thing to be picky about, but it's just like, okay, so we know that best car, the reason why they use it is because it is like, it doesn't work with like lightsabers. Lightsabers can't cut through it. Right. But also they don't be like, what, but where are the Jedi? I'm like, you should be part of the like, initiation. Especially if he's part of like, a, I'm just rambling now, but like if he's part like of a cult, like part of the Mandalorians who are uh, really stuck in tradition, mm. wouldn't have been like already 
brought up on the ways of, of on their history. I'm being super picky now. Back to Grogu. It's a weird name. <laughs> there you go. Full it's circle. Full circle. Wow. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Can I just say that that makes me think of the prequels, of course, and the fact that I, I'm not so much down on Grogu's name as I am the fact that he was at the Je- Jedi yeah. Temple in Coruscant. Like, why yeah. does everything have to go back there? Why do we have to now think about you know where was he during Order sixty six and how did he hide from Anakin and blah blah? blah. And how how old is he? Like, was he? Yes. He's got a- well, he's been about 50, isn't he? He's 50, isn't they said 50? in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Wouldn't they have been younglings together? These it's are a the large questions. temple. I, I like the fact that he was there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Jedi Fallen Order, and I loved that game and kind of just, you know, ch- chasing that just... kind of narrative of all the younglings that did escape. And now that he's one of them, I'm like, he's friends with Cal now. And oh. it just raises so many questions. And one of them was just raised in the conversation just now. How did he and Ahsoka not cross paths? Well, like, like Maria said, it's it's a big temple. Yeah. And I think that opens it up to an interesting <laughs> story is I, I think that's a real legit, legitimate answer. And it's an inter- it could be an interesting story if they do it right, Steele, about who right. took him and why, when they took him, if it was like during Order 66 or before Order 66. I think there's potential there. Will Thanks, they do another? Tom, I appreciate you having my back out there. Always. <laughs> I, I just, I think that the third member of Yoda's species ever to have appeared. Yaddle. Justice for Yaddle. Let's go, Yaddle. (laughs) I I think that would occasion comment, you know, just around around the water cooler. Did Yaddle get totally overlooked as well? Because she says there's I've only ever seen one other of his kind. Well, it just means Ahsoka never ran into Yaddle. Yeah, we only saw her in the Phantom Menace. Yaddle is high maintenance. She's got to get her hair done. She's got to get her (laughs) eyebrows waxed. She got a lot of shit to do. Okay, so Yaddle doesn't have time to be all up in the Jedi Council like that. She only comes when she's looking fly. So if she's not all together, she ain't with it. She ain't with it. Look, you don't know Yaddle the way I know Yaddle. Okay, like a side story about Yaddle, but I tweeted justice for Yaddle at midnight the episode came out because I I that's my brand is justice for Yaddle and it has been for like two years. And Holly Madison, who is on Girls Next Door, a former Playboy Bunny, liked my tweet. And I was like, that's dope. Dope AF. Like, and it wasn't like a tweet that went viral. It had like 40 likes. So was she just searching Yaddle results? I stand. (laughs) I stand. Like, she was just like, you know what? Yaddle. Who else wasn't thinking about Yaddle? So now we're trying Right. How you forget about Dre or Yaddle is beyond me. It can't happen, bitch. You can't forget about them. You can't. How can you forget about Yaddle? Motherfuckers act like they forgot about Yaddle. That's um, it. That's yeah. It. I Yaddle is like the, there was a legends. About oh wait, Yaddle, right. Yeah, now, now I'm was. I'm, I'm picturing. I'm, in my head, I've got the start of still Dre. That dun, 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 and, and, and Yaddle's on a now low rider going up and down. It. You can hear oh it now. You're God. welcome. <laughs> yeah, but so Yaddle in canon now, like we don't have an official answer to what happened to her, right? 
understanding is she never left the Jedi. She just left the council. Um, Mm. So like timeline wise. So just because I looked this up because uh, in my like bit about battle, which everyone took way too seriously. I was joking all about it and people were furious at me and I'm like, not really that serious, but I learned a lot while doing the research for my fake argument. Uh, (laughs) So Ahsoka was a, three when she joined the when she was uh, taken in by the Jedi which would have been a year before Phantom Menace so Yaddle was indeed still on the Jedi Council when Ahsoka was mm. there so there still pretty much would have been opportunities for them to meet and she's had plenty of Padawans and so Lil Yaddle so I feel like she would have been scouting around you know meeting the up and comings just saying mm. We also have a sort of Rise of Skywalker kind of situation here where I never thought I'd have to consider the Emperor's sex life, right? And now we have to actually ask the questions about Yoda and Yaddle's sex life. I swear to God. Like I don't a... think there's a need to even ask that question. Have you seen Yaddle? Okay. You already know she's getting it. It's flawless. That's why she's too busy for the council. Is that a real question right now? She's like, I know Seattle's thick. Look at her. So, so yeah. Grogu's clear love child. I don't know if they had sex. I'm just saying, Yaddle is definitely mm. getting it. Oh, that's why she left the council. Yeah, she she wanted to have more sex. She wasn't allowed to in in the council. So, she right, left. that's that's a reason to get off the council for yeah. sure. That's a reason. <laughs> to get off the Look at her. Unless you're Anakin, then you just get it on the side. Yeah. I love I love that forehead. It's so sexy. Hmm. But but check that hairline though. That hairline is flawless. <laughs> do, do my eyes deceive me, or does she have freckles? She does. It looks it's like it. Yeah. She does. Yeah. She's also got sensitive skin, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but she's exfoliating though. Look, she don't yep. have na- Look at those. She, she don't even have those wrinkles like Yoda do. Yeah. Come on now. The day over four hundred. Stop the cycle, baby. Don't come for Yaddle. Please don't come for Yaddle on this. Please don't do this. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Look, this picture. This picture. If you if you need to be clicking on the YouTube, if you're just listening to the podcast, but we've got this Photoshop of Yaddle, uh, Grogu, and Yoda, and it tells a story because, like, Yaddle's got a face of like, ah, oh, I'm busted. Grogu's like. Is that my mum? And then Yoda's got this look of like, hell yeah, it's your mum. <laughs> I was going to say, have you have you taken this as a still from the Jerry Springer moment? Uh, of like, she, she's the mum. The the midi Corian count is in. There you go. There you go. Let's get to the M count, baby. Let's see the results. Star Wars reference. Star Wars. There reference. you go. Just layer Star Wars references. Layer them up. That's what we need to do in here. Uh, shout out to the haters in the chat that have been hating on me. What's up? I appreciate you. <laughs> Stay true. Uh, but I do want to mention George. We talked about George earlier. And because George um, gave us Ahsoka, right? This was his last major character that he gave us. I think it's important that we thank George for his contribution and let... Um, mm let that kind of marinate with the fans. I don't know if everyone knows that George and Dave really partnered on Ahsoka. And he was one of the people who believed very strongly because of his daughters, that it was time for a female to take center stage as a Jedi in, in full action. So I think it's, it's a good place and time in the live stream to shout out George 
for being ahead of his time. Thanks, George. Thanks, George. Love you. Enjoy your Grogu, George. I, I love I, that picture of him with Baby Yoda just holding him. Uh, and he's like, Papa. Like the, the one that's super out of focus. Yeah, yeah. blurry picture. Oh, yeah. speaking of which. Just like oh. that. Just like that post. Yeah, exactly. right there. That's it. That's Wait, what I, I, I got to vibrate slightly. Yeah. The there you go. Keep him from crying. <laughs> Keep him from crying. I, I just noticed Jimmy's um, background update. That is, that oh. is exceptional. That is. I, I wonder, and I, I hope we get. It's it's hard because no one's doing anything in public, and it's it's hard to get George Lucas to talk about anything. But I, I know, would right? love to hear about what what George thinks about this. Is like one of the you know maybe mm. the last big character that George conceived. Hello. Um. What's what's his take? So I yeah I would I'd love to hear that. Now listen. When I've said. I watch Star Wars to feel like a, a 12-year-old boy because that's like the funnest time and that, that that's my experience. And listen, the 12-year-old boy in me was fired up, pun intended, for this yeah. quick <laughs> showdown. Like, I, like Attack of the Clones, Jedi versus Mando, and it was so good. This quick interaction with the flame and then the standoff. Oh, absolutely adored. Uh, how'd you go, Jimmy? Um, it's insane. Like every time Mando uses his flamethrower, I just, I, I squeal like a tiny child. It's, it is just so cool. And also that fight was really reminiscent of that fight between Boba Fett and Luke on um, the sail barge in Return of the Jedi to that point where, like, you know, he he um, got his grappling hook around him and then he did the oh, flip. Yeah. There, was, there was just so many kind of moments where I was like, oh, this is happening again. Because, uh, it, it, yeah, no, because that, yeah, in the timeline that would have happened, what, like six years prior or, yeah, but mm. but but so cool. And also, I, I, I was also just a bit kind of surprised that Ahsoka just came out guns blazing. Like, wasn't even like, hey, what's your name? What's your deal? She just attacked him straight away and he had to be oh, like, it's do you know cool why? Cool. Do you know why? She what? Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, she, are, are there any bounties out on me on this planet? Yes, the Mandalorian has been offered a spear, um, clicked it, in, and then it's behind a paywall, but she's read enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She didn't know she wasn't, he, he wasn't going to take it seriously. Um, just read the tweet. Didn't yeah, read the article, read the tweet. I'm just happy to say something on this show that Courtney agrees with. So um, that, that's that's a huge win. It's um, <laughs> making podcast history yet there. Also, he's he's pretty much dropped his bounty hunters code now. Like he's breaking it left, right, and center. Like he, he got never a gig. agreed to it though. Ah, it was his clever yeah, wordplay. Yeah, right, right. I, I, I just got around know, it. I just don't know how Din was able to be t- participate in that fight with Baby Yoda in a pack on his hip. Yeah. <laughs> That was impressive. Yeah, that is talking about bad spy skills. That the fact—I mean, oh, bad parenting skills. Oh my god, he's just walking around with this kid in the pack everywhere, and everyone can see it. And like his disguise is, I'll just put my cloak over him. I was hoping that somewhere, like as he's walking through, like one of the townspersons was just like. Is that is that a baby in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? You know, like there's this there's this little cute just baby Yoda just kind of hanging out. 
Yeah, I really nobody... hope that the end of the season is just you know galactic galactic child protective service services just <laughs> coming along, there you go. just arresting him. It'd be that's a very it'd be a very like uh, holy grail kind of ending yeah. where the police that's actually... just come out. That's actually what Gideon's, you know, true yeah. uh, cause is. He actually works with child protection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Just, just very, very aggressive. Like, I have a list of things here the that you've done. aggressive branch. Apparently yeah. you went to a cantina on Tatooine and left your kid locked up <laughs> on your ship. You, you fed him a woman's children. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he stole macaroons. He became a school bully. You're eating, you're eating unborn babies, ghost uh, ice spiders. Yeah, it's, it's too much. I the, love um... the fight choreography in this scene here, and I mm. will say this: the the fight scenes with Ahsoka are very on brand for the way that her fighting style works. So I will say that whoever worked with uh rosario to get her ready in terms of the physicality did a great job so shout out to the fight scene choreographers i do have a question just because i've only i only saw the episode once and it was at midnight and i was tired did she mm-hmm. use backward sabers she did not use the backward move mm-hmm. i was waiting for it i thought she did switch once at the end but she yeah, did a switch, was, yeah but it, was really it wasn't weird. it wasn't the t from the forces of destiny Right. Uh, maneuver. I was waiting on that. That didn't show up, but she did a quick behind the back, but it wasn't uh, exactly. But she didn't what like I was fight with the reverse grip. Right, 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 like right. It was time. very minimal. It was very okay. minimal. But I will say this like the way that she she turned her wrist, it was very Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. the fighting style is there and the movement is there. Uh, I really like the style of dress while we're talking about Ahsoka and the way that she looks and she's represented. Uh, I like the samurai mm-hmm. pants. It's a little bit of an update from the season seven uh, wardrobe, but still in line with the color design and the color palette choice. Um, and it would have been really easy and simple to sexualize this character or make this character look a little bit more edgy. And they didn't go that direction. So I will say kudos to the design team uh, for keeping it classy and, uh, showing an honest reflection of what the character would look like visually in the quote unquote real world. And it would be just as easy for a man to step into this role because there's no hint of sexualization for the character. So thank you. Appreciate that design team. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the design team, the cinematography now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Courtney, mm-hmm. you, you are an artist. You appreciate art. Um, mm-hmm. w- w- what did you make of? Um, were you as impressed as I, the layperson, with oh, yeah. uh, the visuals? That it was actually probably one of my favorite parts of the episodes. I thought the visuals were beautiful. Um, I really did like the visuals. And just to make the comment, I wasn't critiquing Ahsoka not fighting that way. I was just asking if she ever did because I thought it would be. But like the comments were like, she, she, she all freaked out. I'm like, no, I wasn't critiquing i was just wondering if they ever referenced it i'm sorry uh but you don't the, have 
I know, I know. But <laughs> uh, I, I really, I did love. I love the visuals in this episode. I thought they were stunning. Uh, yeah. It, I, you made a comment earlier about it feeling like a movie, and and while some of the pacing issues, I had like issues with that didn't quite feel like a film. I thought the cinematography and how everything looked, it really was its own little I really liked. And I, I did quite think the art direction was very good in this episode and the cinematography. And such gorgeous use of light as well, I thought, especially in those forest scenes where that fog was going through. You really had that kind of, you know, the dark trees and then the grey and then those sort of giant, um, silhouettes of the the yam monsters. It was it was beautiful. It looked a lot like a computer game called Limbo, actually. But um, yeah, just just gorgeous. And also just all of that kind of almost shot for shot Kurosawa set pieces in the in the town. It was it was really cool. The um that that the shot of the what do you call them the yam creatures? Those yeah. those still those stilty yam yeah. monster things. That that. That that open that shot of them reminded me so much of that opening shot of um in the Phantom Menace trailer with the Cadoos coming through with the gunk. Just that mysterious yeah. and mm-hmm. like a, a creature. Um now for me, one of the highlights um of the Mandalorian, the main highlight is the relationship between Din and um Grogu, if you will. And the scene you know, Tom, you, your kids are uh, a lot older than mine, but the scene where, like, Din really came out of his shell as a father with his um, pride in him getting to float. Like, like yeah. I, I just loved after he floated the, the ball of just like, yeah, yeah, see what he did? Yeah, good job. Like, that's, like, listen, like, that's like me after Harry like vomits on me. I'm like, sweet <laughs> spew. That was a that was a big boy spew. Nice work. Nice work. Just like uh, dad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, settle down. Don't start rumors. Um, uh, Tom, wh- what did you think of the whole sort of the the testing um, scene and and that sort of gear? I thought it was absolutely parental, as you said, and it's just like a father not to realize the effect that they have on their kids. Yeah. Um, you know, not to not to realize that, as Ahsoka said, that connection that he has with Grogu is important. And then mm-hmm. once once that action is taken, once Grogu catches it, you know, seeing that and establishing pride, I think he's starting to realize his emotions for Grogu also. Um, and this, you know, th- there are a ton of possibilities from every episode this season, but, but especially this one, whether Grogu will be taken by the Jedi or whether the titular Mandalorian isn't Din, but is Grogu because now they're a clan of two. And that's, that's a possibility where all of this is going to. And then we get, um, you know, the development that Ahsoka won't train Grogu because of his, his anger gets a, a sweet reference out to, to the prequels. Yeah. She, she should have winked at the camera and said available on Disney plus, but whatever. <laughs> um, not, not enough synergy there for me. And um, then you just said, you mean fear leads to anger. What, oh. what does that then lead to? I've had that whole reference anyway. Yeah. The um, wait, oh, listen, I'm, 
It's so weird because, like, in, like, Solo and Rogue One, the heavy references just like, nah. But some sometimes in this, like, when she talked about there's much fear in him, I was just like, oh, it's a line from the other movie. That's a, that's a really sweet one, you guys. And, I was um, very glad, by the way, I did. I put out a story last week saying, is Baby Yoda going to the dark side? An investigation. Um, and it was, you know, it was not sort of, People didn't. A lot of people didn't really notice that he's. You know, he's been stealing stuff. He's yeah. been like it's. It's been played for laughs, kind of. But this kid clearly has a streak of naughtiness bordering on something more than. He's a cheeky boy. He's he yeah. can be a cheeky boy. But I, I I'm have... glad to see that acknowledged as as like ang- like he does have issues. He has anger mm-hmm. issues. Well, I mean, to be fair, he's someone who's been experimented on. You know, without yeah, consent. Yeah. Um, you know, taken from his only home, you know, he's, he's got some issues that need to be addressed. And I think he's, you know, got a right to those, those problems. For sure. I would feel that way too. Well, and, he, and he acted out on his first day at school, his first five minutes. I know, right? <laughs> so, Dude, but, those, those things cost 50 bucks a pack. Yeah. I'm not, right? I'm not, that, I'm not giving, I'm not giving one of my best yeah. friends, let alone some dude that just rocked up. <laughs> I I have right. a bit of anxiety about Grogu and you know he, where he sits on the light side or the dark side of the force because uh, still as you know I got a tattoo of Grogu on the back of my leg maybe after the first episode of the Mandalorian wow. and my wife was like what Commitment. if he turns what if he's like baby Hitler you know like what if he goes full <laughs> crazy and I was like he's not going to and then the first season ended and I'm like this tattoo he's a good boy but again now. Now I'm not so sure. And does that really matter? It's, it's, it kind of makes him more interesting, right? Oh, Grogu. <laughs> uh, up to his old tricks again. <laughs> I, I, I think you'll be fine. I'll think you'll be fine. Now, again, 12-year-old me, seeing a Jedi and a Mando team up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they realise they're on the same side and, and they're off. I um it's Exciting. Oh man, that, it's that almost was... like we saw it before on season seven of Clone Wars. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> listen, listen. I, I like Maria. I'm already on thin ice with Courtney. All right. I, 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 again, <laughs> okay. it, it's it's this live action thing. Okay, so just here we go. Here I, I we feel go. like I feel like you're working against me here, but um. Then this is just a, a spectacular bit of action. Uh, jumping up on the on the building, I was like, I, I did feel like I was watching a, a season of Clone Wars. And then this shot, the Jedi and the Mando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was some good, good action. I do have to say, the um, the introduction that or the backstory that Ahsoka introduced about him getting take Like, I, I know, like, the Coruscant thing for some people was a bit on the nose, but the bit where he said he'd blocked out the... Like, he became... Like, his memory is, like, hazy and he blocked out the Force to protect him. Like, Grogu. Yeah. Grogu. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to look at the camera and go... Grogu. Uh, Atheist Bear uh, is in the super chat and says, 
Oh, this is a spoiler. And this will enrage King Tom, who yeah. ha- hates this film for some am, reason. Am I allowed to use certain language on this uh, podcast? <laughs> just, just beep yourself. I like I, I, I listen to you on the Sith list every week. I actually I do remember why you hate this is ongoing thing that 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 King Tom swears every time they mention Tenet. Okay. And, <laughs> Um, you got it in, got it in. Uh, Grogu catching the ball instead of throwing it was straight out of Tenet. Catching the ball instead of throwing it. Okay. Well, that's, that's increased my interest in Tenet. I, I haven't um, seen Tenet yet because I've been stuck in quarantine and the, in Victoria and the movies have just opened. So I can't wait to be disappointed like Tom. The um, Have you even seen it, Tom? No. Okay. Oh, no desire to see it. Wow. Say why you don't like it. It's some a trailer or something, yeah. Because I I have a an, an a, well a rational hatred of movies they show long five minute previews for on opening night of Star Wars movies. So every In, Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, um, it was Tenet. It was the uh, Dunkirk, um, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Rises, and there was one other, the one with the sloth, the Disney or. Uh, Pixar movie about the sl- the 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 Zootopia. Zootopia. Oh, yeah. And so they show this, you know, the other ones are okay, but for Tenet, you're in a crowded movie theater. And the scene they show is of a crowded theater, opera yeah, theater, and in a terrorist attack. And I'm with my daughter, she's 10 years old, and she's like practically having a panic attack, and I see other people around the theater are too. It's not the best thing to show. Never mind the fact I don't want to watch five minutes of something that isn't Star Wars when I am there to clearly watch Star Wars. But the, the, the material is questionable. So I mm. don't like Tenet. Ah, so that's why when you met that Ahsoka cosplayer, she said that your child's got this memory and then she goes into a cinema and then it's hazy after that. It's, yeah. it's like... Yes. <laughs> that was exactly. a bit of a walk. Yeah, that was... Hey, dude, I'm 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 staying fit on this podcast. Don't worry. I'm I'm, 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 I'm getting what. I, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But, Love um, you. Hey, Maria, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> I'm nothing if not that for sure. Um, I think there's a lot of Princess Mononoke vibes on the top of those rooftops oh, yeah. too. I just yeah, wanted definitely. to quickly shout out some anime as well. It was pretty dope. Then we get a sweet Star Wars reference with the Master getting announced as Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, Chris, I listen. This is the thing about the it, it, Corey and Noah um, couldn't be with. Love us. you, Corey. You're my boy. I, I'm fond of you, Noah. Okay, I don't want to make you feel included, but. Um, like, you know, to balance things out, those guys had like that. This is this is it. Uh, I said to Corey, I said, "Oh, is it kind of depressing that your life? You know, you're 21. You've seen this episode, and and now <laughs> your life it's all downhill now. Like this is it. it this is this is all you've got. Well, maybe um, I'll meet a nice lady. Yeah, I think I think or a pair of this, Crocs. I, I think this is the nice lady that he met on on Disney Plus. Like. <laughs> It was like they're like, like you know, they just won the Super Bowl or a, a similar sporting event. I'm not that learned about it, but um, 
Chris, what did you think about the introduction of um, the the name of Grand Admiral Thrawn into live action Star Wars, and and, and what could it mean for um, for future viewing? Um, so the first tweet I sent about the first Mandalorian of the season said, "Now that's what I call fan service," and um, no, that's what I call fan service. Chapter nine. This this had a similar fit. Like you're just going to throw in the name of Thrawn that we all know so we can get excited about it, but it doesn't really make sense in terms of, you know, when you're sort of referencing the end of Rebels and the whole situation with Ezra and, and it just, I don't know. And like, I, 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 maybe I'm just old fashioned in wanting one big villain per Star Wars, like, sure. or at least villains who are friends. Uh, so, I mean, there are two possibilities here, right? Either, either Moff Gideon is working for Thrawn and that the threads are connected or there's no connection at all, and Ahsoka's just off on her own mission. Uh, and I'm hoping it's answer B. Mm, same. Um, yeah. I'm not necessarily itching to see Thrawn in live action. I, I would be excited to see it if they get it right. Um, but it's just, it, plot-wise, it is confusing, and it is distracting. And it kind of takes away from the incredible character that Moff Gideon is, and the amazing performance that uh, Giancarlo puts into it um like that that should be the focus and I don't it just it feels a little too Filoni-esque in a bad way and that's not often a thing you know because for the most part he's he's a great guy a great writer who knows how to build up tension but it just felt like he was kind of reaching over here with this other grab bag and, I, and I've seen a fair amount of criticism that I think is warranted that like Star Wars can't just go it's like new star wars can't go its own path it it always gets a little bit afraid and kind of goes goes back to the well and like oh i'm, I'm gonna pick up this other character here just to, just so you remember it's star wars and it's all interconnected and it's really a small galaxy after all um yeah but yeah. You, like that's just the nature of the beast with star wars like it, it's that 17 year gap between jedi and the phantom menace that like it just like it, it just turned into this like nostalgia. Like you know, I, I was reading someone's tweet today about um you know Star Wars originally wasn't it about you know these references and stuff like that and it's like oh what Anakin Skywalker built C three PO like it's <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. it it it, it, it it's, yeah. I, I, and and I feel like it it's it it's from that gap that Mm -hmm. you know like people were kids they watched they loved it and then you know they you know and there's a negative part of it where it's like they feel like they deserve to be reminded about the characters they liked and stuff you know you go into like luke skywalker territory you know in the backlash to what happened to him but um yeah it's such a bizarre thing and I don't know. I, I don't know if you can compare it to any other sort of franchise because you've got like comic books that, you know, they don't do it like that because they just re they just start again. Mm-hmm. So, so like, maybe like Star Trek, but um, you know, they've, they've sort of, you know, gone it's, into yeah. it as well. It, it's a weird. Um, they can always have parallel universes and reset buttons. Like, you know, Star mm-hmm. Trek right. is four of them. Star Wars can never do that. It's always yeah. got to be connected. But you can be connected without all of the stories having to feed in 
to the same reservoir characters, you know? Yeah. Well, well, what about something yeah, that Filoni suffers from? I mm. mean, anybody who knows anything about Dave knows he cannot resist putting his characters into something. So it's just, it's a, it's a byproduct of Filoniism. So you just take the good with the bad and then you have Filoniism. <laughs> Now, I have to say, Jordan Taylor, who's, you know, a great guy, and I bet this is a common thing. You'll never make all of Star Wars fans happy. What, of anything, makes everyone happy? That's true. You can't make all WWE fans happy either. Oh, oh wrestling fans. Oh, my God. Like, they, like, it's, like, half the people are into it to be unhappy. And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I will say, like, and for good reason, but... Um, yeah, it's not like it, it's, it, there's no fandom that's this big, you know, it, it's only like in sports when a team wins is everyone that's into something like completely happy. Yeah. Um, I feel like with Mando though, like, you know, this ebb and flow of core fan happiness, it seems to be more in the positive than it has been for a long time with Mandalorian. Am I wrong in saying that? It seems like. It's Absolutely. the general the general vibe is so much more positive because of this series. Well, well, this it's is united, not a divider. Y- yeah. Well, it has been hmm. until now. I feel like. Well, I think yeah, the like, guy. Go ahead, Steel. My bad. Oh no, my bad. You go. Well, I think you were talking first. Hey, it's not a competition. <laughs> um, and um, and Courtney's going to get upset at me for stealing her podcast name, so um, we won't get into who talks first. See reference. Podcast reference, there Courtney. It there it is. Um, <laughs> Full circle. Um, I wish I could remember what I was going to say right now. Can, can I bring up a point I just thought? Yeah. I, I think that the reason that I had so much hope that The Mandalorian would tell new stories and why, it, why I'm so glad it is mostly telling new stories is the fact that it is the only one of the spin-offs that has been announced that is a completely new character. Mm. Right. Mm. Everything else is reaching back, not looking forward. And we're going to have to look forward sooner or later. You know, all of the Mm -hmm. supposed trilogies of movies that we may or may not get are all going somewhere new. Right. That's the whole idea. Tell new stories in this massive galaxy, Mm -hmm. you know, find a different time period, whatever. And I'd I'd hope that the Mandalorian, and I still think the Mandalorian is kind of a bridge to that. Uh, so I don't mind if this happens occasionally, you know, if Thrawn is just a reference, but like, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm just, I worry, I want it to be a little more Favreau and a little less Filoni, if that makes sense, right? Just mm-hmm. let's try it a new way. Let's try, you know, let's, let's experiment and, and see what's different about it. So this, this is the show to do that in, not all of the other ones. The um, I'm just going to log out for two seconds. You got and because someone's just said I'm out of sync. So um, but yeah, I'll be just don't be in fear. Tom, give us your thoughts, and I'll be back. I saw so uh, a bunch of people are talking about you know how to use Thrawn um from here on out, and I'm I'm wondering if not only would he be part of whatever the Rebels sequel is, but whether we would also see him in the Cassian show too. Because he would be around then, also. Possible. That's the... possible too, Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> See, I when Jimmy, you were saying about how it's sort of like a unifying like show. I, I feel like the first um, 
season was that mm-hmm. because it was all new characters. It was this new mm-hmm. situation. It was, you know, set in this time that we've had, you know, near nothing about it's, um, it's sort of like a, you know, that post Jedi time is, is a golden era for, um, you know, fans of my age, Definitely. but I, I feel like this season, once you start introducing these other characters that people have attachments to, mm-hmm. like that's when, you know, there's a lot of like, it's, you know, like to be honest without, without Corey here, it's, it's like the vibe's been far less positive than I would imagine. And then people in the chat are upset about that. And, 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 you know, like it's, it's sort of like once you start throwing in these, um, legacy characters, like it's, Mm. it's, it's easy. And, you know, I I like it when it's done right. But (laughs) you also, like, I always think about, and, and I was a part of, I wasn't there, but I was a part of this, the, the, the people that cried at that Force Awakens trailer that they showed at Celebration in, in 2015. Like, they showed video of people crying in the stadium. I, I was um, by myself in Australia crying. Sorry, Chris. Um, another sign of, of what was going on. But, um, like, that passion that invokes those tears, when it's, like, seen as betrayed or not lived up to or not respected, it, it turns to, um, like, vitriol like like very quickly if it's not checked do you know what i mean like you like i'm not sure if anyone's seen this prequel trilogy but it's 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 there's a lot of lessons in there on how to handle like emotions and stuff so that's just me that's just me no i think to your point steel it was kind of a trojan horse we're into season two and now we're bringing in these uh established in universe characters and the interconnectedness can either be Um, this thing that elevates it or kills it. So I think we're at an interesting crossroads and it depends on how um, they want to take it and what they want to do with it. But I think it has to be done very carefully. And I think there has to be a gentle balance between the established character that we know and introducing a mainstream version of that character to general audiences. Mm-hmm. I think I the just, way the way that they introduced Boba Fett, I think, is the blueprint. It was perfect. Yeah, it yeah was that was that was amazing. So subtle. You I thought Bo Katan was great too. The way they introduced yeah. her was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It explained in a, a few short sentences who she is, mm-hmm. where the where the armor comes from, what she's after. I think it's very clear what her goal is. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, everyone has hits and misses. I don't want it to be uh, misconstrued. I enjoyed the episode for what it was, uh, but I was hoping for more. Mm. Yeah. I suspect but, you know, we won't... it's early. Something else could happen. I suspect we won't see Ahsoka again for some time, maybe like season finale, maybe just thinking like a, a writer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I was sort of in my head putting together all these characters he's meeting along the way in this season going, oh, this is going to be such a team up at the end. Yeah. You've, you've got like Cobb Vanth and, um, you know, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, um, Mercedes, Sasha Banks' character. Um, the boss. The boss. But um, I don't know if um, I, I, I feel like this is, okay, here's the deal. Ahsoka mentioning Grand Emerald Thrawn just by thumbs, thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. Now, 
Courtney, would you like it more if it was just a way to kick off that Rebels sequel? Like, what do you mean? Like, well, if... Like, like, if this Ahsoka, like, injection of the character and mentioning Grand Admiral Thrawn, if that's just an introduction to the Mandalorian, Disney oh, Plus, like, 80 million subscribers, hey, there's this character in this show you watch every week, and then we're going to have something about it uh, later on, would that, like, turn you around, or would you think that cheapens it even more? No, uh, if it was animated, but I like I know I'm in the the mi- minority of that. Is if they continue Rebels that series that uh, connection, if it returns to being an animated series, I think would be a cool little like Easter egg. But I also have like I have biased views of the Rebels finale to begin with that leads to why I don't like Thrawn being mentioned. So I mean, it's not even where Thrawn being mentioned; it's the conflict from the source of it to now um i also am just if it uh yeah i just kind of wanted mando to stay uh its own thing i I love like the little things that mando has done um like i mentioned before i loved bo katan and i loved Mm -hmm. like little pits but like we're getting a little too close to it constantly needing to reach Mm. into that pool so I think if it stays animated, I will be absolutely fine with it. I don't need to see Ahsoka again in Mando. Um, but I know people will disagree with that. Do, oh. do we think Can you imagine Zeb in live action? Like that terrifying. Work. Terrifying. That wouldn't work. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a suggestion that we're going to get Ezra at some point, right? And, and then possibly. Yeah. I, would, I would be down with the Ezra. Um, yeah. Um, well, before I mention that I would like to have the Rebel sequel in live action, Courtney actually does have to go. I do. So, so I'm timing it perfectly. Now, <laughs> we're just making sure now you, all, you can all trash animation all you want now. I like animation. I'm just I, biased. Okay. I'm just biased. Um, now, Courtney, work. you do... Um, a, a really cool um, fan pin range at Squadron Goals. Can you Thank give you. us a, a quick sizzle of where to go to find out about that? Squadrongoals.com. Excellent. Uh, now- yeah, I make a bunch of Star Wars things. Look at fun. Look at Mando Patch. Wow, they're all just sitting next to me, so I'm <sighs> just pulling out promos. This one's available on the site now. Rebels Patch, not available yet, but will be soon. I want that. I want all of those. Squadrongoals.com. Didn't you listen to the plug? Ah, oh, yes. Now, 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 tell me this, Courtney. Yes. Who talks first? Will it ever return? That was one of my favorite Star Wars podcasts. It, it will. I, I mean, obviously, just by uh, the, I got to a place after Tross where it was very hard for me to not spend an entire episode like just critiquing and being angry about certain things. So it just, it kind of, we just had to put it on the back burner. And then obviously with COVID happening, I couldn't be in the same room with my co-host. And it just got to be a thing. And it got to a part where we didn't want to constantly, constantly be negative as we were feeling. And so we'll come off hiatus eventually. I've, I've been trying to come up with ways to not be so bitter sometimes. Haven't we all? 
haven't yeah. we all? But then, of course, I'm like, when you invited me to come on this show this week, and I was like, oh, sweet. And then I watched the episode. I'm like, oh, no, I'm bitter again. <laughs> Dang it. I was so excited. Like, I won't be better. I'm not going to do it. Here I am being bitter. Well, like, like, to be honest, one of the things I find intriguing about Star Wars fandom is all the different people I meet and their their backgrounds and their histories and how the sound, the same media, like, affects them. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like, that's sort of, like, this cool thing about Star Wars. It is, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, meant for kids, but it's, it, it goes for all ages. Everyone that wants to feel like a kid again can watch it. And it, it's always, it's been a fascinating sort of thing for me to see how people, different people, how they react to something and why. And it's sort of, like, like even, like, this thing with um, Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. like, finding out why people and like are upset about this and like like it's so informative like about other people that so many people that are that are different are, are like watching this same thing. So um yeah, I, I miss I miss finding out what you what what you think about things, buddy. So you you talk to Solo and and and, and you find that microphone, buddy. It's, um, it's buried it, somewhere. It's the, the the two of them are buried next to the Lars homestead, I think. Probably. <laughs> it's just like that, the two sabers. I'm like, all right, there's the microphone. Got it. Let's go. All right, Courtney. Thanks so much. And uh, Thank you guys. I'll uh I'll see you on the internet. Enjoy yes, it. Yes, indeed. And, right, um, thank you for having me. Yeah, check out squadrongoals.com and on Instagram. Very uh fun Instagram account to follow. Bye, Courtney. Bye, Courtney. So, we hit the... Oh, why am I so big? That's not my intention. The passing of the spear. King Tom, this spear. I've I've heard people say Bo-Katan's going to use it to get back the Darksaber. She's not the star of the show. The Mandalorian is. I feel like the season finale is a speed up Din Djarin against Moff Gideon in a fight for the angels. Ages. Feel free to disagree or validate my very obvious theory. No, I think your very obvious theory is very much on the money. I think that's where it's looking like they're going and, you know, with the Beskar armor and the solid Beskar spear, I I don't think mm. Moff Gideon and the Darksabers stand a chance. My my question though about that uh, that final duel duel, as it were, did Ahsoka ever get the other lightsaber out of the koi pond? Ah, good call. That well, is, they, there are two things they didn't belly. show. Mm-hmm. They they didn't show her retrieving the lightsaber. They didn't show uh, Din retrieving his. Shoulder. Yeah, I think I they. I think the guy handed it to him or something. Oh, really? I, I think he got it back. I no, he definitely had it on at the end. He had it. Yeah. yeah, but I just I need those edited moments of like a hand reaching down into the koi pond, mm-hmm. like you know, but, a hand picking up, like just. But we otherwise, need... otherwise, I worry. I worry that they've lost them. We don't even know what happened with the um, guardian lady. Yeah, like the magistrate. Like, yeah, she kind of was like, "Tell me, tell me about him," and then it kind of cut, and they were all kind of 
just mm-hmm. about to leave. It sort of brushed over it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she um, she might come back with Bill Burr. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know what Maybe I'm saying? It, it isn't often I say this in Mandalorian episodes. I think this could have been two episodes. Mm. I think that there was a lot that they were trying to pack in. We could have had more of that, of the Ahsoka character that we were missing. Um, you know, just, just split it in two. I don't know. I don't know how that would work exactly, but yeah, seems like a, like an awful waste of, uh, waste of the set and a waste of the, the setup. So, some people in the chat just said that she had two lightsabers on her belt at the end. So yeah. thank uh, you. She for did. Clearing they, were, they were made by the same people who made the new Apple iPhone. So they're waterproof. So they don't. <laughs> They don't, they don't have any ports where they can get water in, so oh, it's fine. I hope they charge better. Bloody hell. <laughs> These things are the, the worst. It's... They are the shittest thing ever. They're, they're yeah. fine. you just got to stick the lightsaber in a bag of rice overnight. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and it'll be right as rain. Yeah. That's the best. That's right. But, yeah, that establishing shot at the end where the legitimate magistrate is back and he's in his robes, uh, you do see both lightsabers on oh. her belt. Yeah. Excellent. And the signet. Now you can rest easy. Yeah. I have, yeah, I have a question. Is Din getting sort of annoyed though, you know, at the end of every episode? I'm sure he doesn't say this is the end of the episode because he's living his whole life. But if someone could just tell him the direct place to go rather than every episode, it'd be like, Yeah, you've arrived. Oh, sorry, you haven't arrived. You've got to go to this next spot. And I yes. know that's what the whole show is. Yeah, but it's a lot like a trying to purchase drugs. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot like that. If you've ever tried to buy Coke oh and God. you don't have a plug, <laughs> it's a lot like that. It's like, no, 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 we don't have it here. You've got to go downtown and you got to talk to Joe. But when you go to the club, yeah. you got to be cool <laughs> and you got to tell him that old man Jacob sent you. Like, what the hell type of quest is this? And you're taking a baby at the same time yeah, to get right. the car. On the bus. <laughs> is that a rule of just, just never go to a second location? Like that's, mm. that's what, Mando keeps going to a second location. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. With a totally. kid. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Maria's metaphor is 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 <laughs> Hitting a bit too close in the chat right now. <laughs> See, I told you I'd win them over eventually. Oh, how could you not, Maria? How could you not? I'm more than a pretty face. I'm pretty funny too. Very. <laughs> the um, this is for me the highlight of the episode. One of the highlights of um the entire series. It was I I bought into it, like. Because because Din bought into it, he thought he was saying goodbye. Like the, like in the universe, Din was saying goodbye to Grogu, no. and oh my god, it was like I I you know called cried at the start of the episode. I I was tearing up towards the end. Um, Tom, how did it go? How did how'd you go, buddy? With the ending. Yeah, and with the, the the touching scene between Grogu and Dinju. Yeah, it was <laughs> Dinju. I, I won't with that. Um, before you start asking, if you will, sisters in the house. Yeah, I I thought I thought it was a good touching end, and you know they're they're gonna tease whether or not uh, Grogu is go- is gonna leave Din 
at some point or if someone is going to come for him. And that's that's going to be a whole nother story. But there's this emotion building that we know as an audience is there between the two of them. Um, and I, I think that's going to get heavier in a good way as the season goes on. I, I fear that this can only be leading to one thing, which is we're, we're invasion. Sort of invasion. Uh, communications destruction can be only one thing. I Wipe said the down. thing from the thing. <laughs> Star Wars reference. Yes. <laughs> I tried to Google it. I couldn't get through it. Communications disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, so it, I, I fear that we are building to an Empire Strikes Back like ending for this season where we are going to, mm-hmm. like the child is going to be taken, kidnapped, yes. Moff Gideon is going to get his hands on him. Like we're going to have to wait a whole year yeah. to find out. I, I feel that that's. You know, that's why they're really lathering on the father-son, lone wolf cub kind of thing. Yeah, they're going to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. I just I just saw in the comments, Leidra was saying she loved it when Grogu would respond to his name being called, and that was so cute when, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mando said Grogu for the first time, and, and he just went, huh? It was just like, oh, <laughs> so my heart. Mm. So cute. Little Grogu. Little yeah, girl. I do worry about that tracker, man. I think you're onto something, buddy. Like, ah, I feel like the other shoe's gonna drop, and then mm. I'm just gonna be screaming, "No!" Now, listen. At the end, they said the Grogu. I want to call him the Grogu from now on. <laughs> okay, the, the Grogster, the Grog, the Grog, maybe like, like the Rock. Yeah, yeah. The... Hey, mm-hmm. um. If he can't be trained because of his anger, but if he goes to a, a certain planet which has got a um an like EU a, back, like a snorting hat, yeah, a, but it, the planet's got a like an EU backstory to it. It's um mm. it, it's been established. We've um, also so- seen it in the new you in the comics. Ah, yeah. okay, it's mm-hmm. a snowy planet. We've never seen one of those before. <laughs> oh boy. What what about this is a cool I just thought of this. What about in a science fiction program? You go to a snowy planet, but the snow's a different colour. <laughs> hey? I like that. Blue snow in honor of Tom's hair. Um what about if you think it's snow and then you taste it and it's actually salt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not there you shabby. go. Salt. Not too shabby. But oh, it's yellow. So you said the thing from the thing. If you if you take a Grogu and you put him on this mountain, he can beam out and and, and bring in and other Jedi can feel the vibes. Yeah. Now, now listen, I should be against the introduction of Luke Skywalker into this story at all. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, but when I'm tempted with it. When it's there at the party and everyone else is doing it, <laughs> yeah. boy, I, I want to hit it too. And, and if it's not actually there, maybe I'll start ringing around and say, "Hey, anyone got this Luke's like?" But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Marie is a bad influence on my metaphors. Um, but um, I'm. I'm I'm holding out. Hey, could, could could you imagine it being anyone else, Tom? No, not at this at this time. I cannot. Chris, what do you reckon? 
Uh, given that, that Lucas clearly failed to build a uh, structure to his organization, mm. like a, a hierarchy, like maybe some deputies, uh, you know, he spent, what, 30 years being the last Jedi and, okay, he tried to start a school and that kind of got messed up and I accept that, but maybe he could have hired some new folks. You know, the I'm sure the galactic economy was hurting and more people need jobs and, you know, don't just train Jedi, bring in, uh, you know, people to administer the new Jedi yeah. organization. So, but yeah, it, absent that, it does actually have to be Luke, right? Uh, super CGI'd, uh, end of the last Jedi style, you know, hologram Luke, if you will. Ah, oh, no, because you haven't heard about my conspiracy theory. Oh. Hey. Yes. Tom, would you like to tell them how it goes? You've probably heard it 27 times or not? Uh, I'm, no, I'm not familiar. It's not oh, really? coming to, to, to mind. Sebastian <laughs> Stand, while he's on the set of the little Hawkeye, you know, uh, what is it called? Winter Soldier. <laughs> he secretly filmed a Luke Skywalker scene. That's that's my Star Wars conspiracy theory. Mm. Hmm. Okay. okay. So I like, but the thing is, I know I shouldn't want it. Like it's like, like at the start of this, oh, let's have Luke Skywalker in it. But I'm so close to getting him, and I see Corey, and he's all, it's the best. I want to have the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with. Is it Spade Man Three in the comments was saying if they're going to do it, they're going to do it at the very end. Of, of all of the Mando seasons. Otherwise, you've just played that card and it's too difficult to, to well, get out of it. There, there is a, a scenario that they put him on this, you know, maybe maybe not at the end of this season because it, it feels like we're going to end with a kidnapping, but at the end of, like, maybe season three, and they put him on the mountain and the season, last season shot is of Sebastian Stand or Luke Skywalker, um, meditating and then opening his eyes that he felt them fade to black. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a copyright strike for singing that. Um, <laughs> Cause I do it so well. So like, I, I, like I know it's a bad idea, but I want it. Yeah. If, if okay. that's all it is, if we just see like Luke's eyes suddenly opening, I'm, I'm down with that. You know, are they going to have to do the deep fake stuff though, on, he, on to make him look younger, like they did terribly with um, Robert De Niro in um, oh, what's that film where he looked the Irishman? Trying to look, the Irishman, yeah, yeah, or, or like you know, Luke in in uh, Rise of Skywalker was uh, they they had a moment of young CGI Luke, which is yeah, the yeah. HUB now, of course, and, yeah. Uh, I don't. So, Hmm. Maybe JJ filmed something. Who knows? Oh man, um, <sighs> Tom has just hit me on on the chat, and um, we've got got really sad news in um, oh, Star right? Wars fandom. Um, David Prowse, uh, who played oh. Darth Vader, has um, sadly passed away. Um, Wow. So the BBC has um, put that Aww. up. Uh, 1935 to 2020. Um, so 
Yeah, that's massive RIP. He's had such a complicated um, relationship with with Star Wars, and um, but he terrified us all as kids, and um, I thank him for it. So I'm sure um, we'll some all us, be. Some of us also remember him as the Green Cross Man. Uh, <laughs> growing up in the oh, UK, yeah. Yeah, he was. He always remembered the green cross code. He was. He was the guy who told you how to cross the street. And and, and wow, yeah. and, and those ads. And he had, had a superhero costume. Yeah, but they yeah. had a crazy impact. Yeah, like mm, like yeah. that character was was massive. Um, yeah. So so really really sad. Um, David yeah. Prowse is Darth Vader, as he would um, sign it for uh, thousands of fans. So. Yeah, that's um. A, thanks, thanks, twenty twenty. Yeah, the um, this 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 transmission takes more turns than a something with lots of turns in it. Let me tell you that I'm out of metaphors. These okay. guys. Um. All right. So um, let's go to our um final thought on the episode and our all important score out of ten. Maria, hit us. Okay. Well, I, I very quickly. I don't want to take us too far back, but I, I, I disagree. I, I want to be the contrarian here. Mm-hmm. I think it's Yoda that we're going to see on the stone with Groku, mm-hmm. uh, Grogu, and uh, he's going to direct him to the village that they're from. I, I don't wow. think he will become an. I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I, I don't think the end game for Baby Yoda is Jedi training of any kind. I think he will go back to the village that he's from. Maria, you have given me, and I'm sh- you know maybe there's others, but if- they make a cream for it. It's okay, Steel. It'll be gone in like a week. It's no big deal. It's the cost of doing business. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh well. It's- this is my it's- show. Damn it. This what is now the uh, Maria Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Wars podcast. <laughs> ah! If you're not listening to Sisters with Sabers, you should be. Get out of here. Get the hell out of here and go listen to Sisters with Sabers. <laughs> Dude. What a. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I, I have made Steel turn bright red. Look at his face. I need an ointment for that burn. About that burn, it's <laughs> that well was done, dope. Got me. Um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, scoring I'm the episode. Oh wait, I do have to say that I, I was going to jump in before you. Um, oh. you, you made me into a little schoolboy. Um, that option, like I am, I, I'm very excited for the possibility of Luke Skywalker, but I know it's wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like going to KFC, and um. But the alternate, the Never class, go to, KFC, go the, to Popeyes. The oh, Popeyes is good. Um, the alternative of him getting returned to a village of Yodas, because I'm always like with Grogu, baby Yoda, Grogu, if you will. R.I.P. Oh. Yoju, by the way. What a great name. Um, I love anytime you get to give him an ET moment. Give him the ET moment. And, mm-hmm. and when ET yeah. like comes back with his family or his, or his people or his fellow gardeners yeah. at the end of the film, that's that's pretty heavy. 
Yeah. Out of 10, Maria, what'd you give it? 9.5. I just don't think you introduce Baby Yoda without tackling the the tough question there is who are these species and where do they come from? You know, and it's something that's been shrouded in mystery for such a long time and George really didn't want to address it. So I think it's the perfect time to do it while we have this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do strongly believe that's the end game. Um, so 9.5 for me on the episode. 9.5? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, even though I wasn't happy with with the Ahsoka stuff, like I still think the episode itself was really good. It was shot well. The action mm. pieces were good. The fighting was great. The fact that she was clothed really well and within storyline was great. I, you know, uh, Bruce Lee's goddaughter, for God's sakes. Like, there's so much good stuff going on there. I just, you know, I didn't get what I wanted out of it. But I'm not a not my Ahsoka person. Like, I'm not going to die on that hill. Like maybe they'll change it. Maybe they'll hear something and, and maybe make changes in the future. But uh, I mean, overall the episode was good. The music was good. Uh, I just didn't care for the not Ahsoka of it all. Hmm. You are full of surprises, Maria. I, 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 I was angling. I was like, I, 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 you just I knew been... I was all, all on it. No, I, I thought you were going to come out with like a six or something like that. But, so did um, I. I was, I'm surprised that you rated it so highly. Yeah. Uh, the episode itself is good. I just don't care for the Ahsoka of it. Interesting. I, I admire uh, the... Big picture. Hmm. JJE, what Hello. do you got? Um, look, I came into this thinking everyone was going to be overwhelmingly positive about this episode, and it's been so nice to have this discussion. And, and you know, as an ignorant white Australian male, wasn't really across the sort of Rosaria Dawson. I feel like I've been. I feel like I've been seen. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't across that, so it's really nice to kind of be uh, across that. But you know, like looking at it just a- as the episode, the you know the story and the, the characters going on, I'm I'm just loving you know that Mando continues to make me feel like the eight year old when I first saw you know Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, of being in the not knowing and seeing stuff and going, oh, that wasn't explained. I just have to use my imagination and, and kind of come up with the little stories as to why that stuff is in the background, especially when the first three movies were out because there wasn't the internet yet. And you were like, I just have to kind of imagine. And I love that, you know, Mando's making us feel like that again. I thought, you know, I kind of thought, what would it be like if you were watching that, if you just watched the Mando and you didn't watch any other Star Wars and whether this episode would have worked had you didn't know who Ahsoka was or any of her backstory? And I think it still would have worked. It was oh. really, it was really cool. Especially as Chris said at the start about, you know, things are dropped in with not that much explanation. Like, you know, like the, the Clone Wars. I like An- that. Anakin Skywalker. I, I feel like I, I sort of watched it again with that sort of trying to think about if you hadn't you know, you didn't know who all these people were. And I, I feel like it works. I, I feel like Star Wars fans sometimes think that people need to know more than they do mm. with with yeah. watching with watching this. And I, I feel like, you know, at the end of Solo, like, you know, that's that's sort of confusing if you've seen The Phantom Menace and you haven't seen the cartoons. Yeah, but, definitely. But I, I feel like they put stuff in here and... Um, sort of leave it dangling. They don't give it the the reverence that 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 fans sort of um, 
that would in advance or, or feel like you should have to have like, mm. you know, if you d- didn't know who Bo-Katan was, I felt like it was, you know, very well explained. Yeah. And then you can go and research it if you want to, which a lot yeah. of people who or, don't know will. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Or just keep watching. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of like, it's there if you want it, but you don't have to go. And what'd you give it out of 10, buddy? Well, I, I loved it. The, the other two really quick things was, it, you know, just the homage to sort of, you know, those um, samurai films and then also the Spaghetti Western. And you just re- really got a great flavor of both at the same time. There was like an old school gunfight and an old school samurai fight happening at the same time. It was wicked. I'm going to be that loser and just give it a 10 out of 10. I'm sorry. I'm just going to do it. Hey, n- no one that enjoys something is a loser. You, you're, you're the We're biggest winner. winner. You're the biggest winner. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and 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 you know you you're right. It has been sort of like an interesting sort of something that, like, like my experience on Friday night or Thursday morning, you know, whatever, whenever it came on, was just nothing but like I was surrounded by people like online that were just like, "This is the best thing ever," and yeah, to get that sort of nuance from everyone has has been um, quite fascinating. Uh, King Tom, where do you stand on the Mandalorian, the Jedi? I'd give it a nine. Wasn't perfect, but it was very close. There was there were some things about it I had issues with, but I liked the story. I liked the action and the emotional bits between <laughs> Din and uh, Grogu. Really, really, I felt that. Hmm. Me too. What about you, Chris? Um, I, I, I have no idea what number you're going <laughs> to spit out, buddy. Uh, the first number that popped into my head was eight. I think it's an eight out of ten episode. You know, it, it's solid. It, it, you know, suffers from too much information drop and too little time. Um, but it's still a solid piece of television, and would definitely watch it again. Excellent. Well, what, what do you reckon? Let's, let's, let's do a. Let's go around and we'll work out an average for what you reckon Courtney's score was. I, I, I reckon it's about. I reckon <laughs> it's about a six. Ooh, yeah. Seven. 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 How many times uh, did you watch twice, it? Twice, and then one all chopped up. No, all twice. No, actually, probably two oh, times three. all chopped up in different for doing different things. Ha- hashtag content, Maria. Okay. Um, oh, got it. Let's go with 6.5 Charming. for Courtney. That's right. same, that's same fair. I feel like that's fair. For okay. me, I have to say, it was one of the most fun Star Wars things, like, ever. Like, I I just, I, I thought it was super cool. I'm not a huge, um, you know, I'm not super invested in Ahsoka. I think she's cool. Um, I, I respect her for what she means to so many other people, but yeah, seeing her jump around and, and slash and just like, like she, you know, I know she's not a Jedi or whatever, but Hey, she's acting, she's got lightsabers and she's helping people. That's she's a false a, user. That, that's a Jedi to me. And man, I love seeing Jedis and I love seeing Jedis in live action and the, the Yoju Grogu stuff like I absolutely loved. So I am I am gonna downvote it one point for um the the Rosario Dawson Pain you know, and Suffering. 
Yeah, that mm-hmm. that that has lowered my enjoyment, but on on a pure enjoyment level, that one for me is going to clock in at a nine. So I bad. will do a um an average. But while I'm doing that, let's uh, get in some sweet plugs. Now we'll go with Maria first because she's already done it. Um, she's already given a sweet plug. So <laughs> you, you've shown that you, you're the master. So uh, let us know about Sisters with Sabers. Well, um, I first want to thank Ashley Eckstein for her contribution to the character. I would be remiss if I didn't say how wonderfully gracious she has been about sharing this character with Rosario and um, opening herself up to that. Uh, she's a wonderful person. If you ever get a chance to meet her, she is the original voice of Ahsoka Tano, yeah. and she's a wonderful person to meet. I met her, um, and I hope that my daughter will meet her soon. Um, I am on two shows. Uh, Sisters with Sabres was born out of the concept that why aren't there any black women talking about Star Wars? So now there are, and it's a show called Sisters with Sabres, and you can listen to it wherever podcasts are available. So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Anchor, lots of places like that. Uh, and then I'm also a part of the Katana cast, which is also focused on representation of all types, uh, especially with uh, relation to uh, queer folks. So I think that's a, a really powerful show as well. If you're looking for more representation, um, that's a great way, place to find it. Um, the show is at Sabres With for Sisters with Sabres and at the Katana cast for the Katana cast. And then my personal account is at Blurred Girl Jedi on Twitter if you are bored. <laughs> I'm obviously very bored. Um, <laughs> thank you, Maria. Jimmy James, let the good people know what's going on and where uh, they yeah. can track you down. Thanks, Steel. I do all sorts of weird things, and you can catch up with it mostly through Instagram, Jimmy James Eaton. I also have a podcast uh, that I do with my father-in-law, the father of my wife, uh, where we just review films and swear a lot. So if you want to hear just two old crusty dudes swearing about movies, that's the father-in-law cinema club. <laughs> what, a, what a byline. Um, <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. Uh, Tom Chansky. I am Tom Chansky on Twitter, and I am part of the Sith List. It's a weekly podcast with Raj Dolashai, Boo Arguello, uh, Les Gonzalez, and Eric Strothers. And uh, we we have a YouTube component. Raj put some videos together, but the you know you, you can hear us on the podcast every week. Sadly, if you listen to the podcast every week, you'll also have to hear the Nabu segment. Oh, thanks, Steve. <laughs> I am also. I am also on Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators. Excellent. Chris Taylor, what you got going on, buddy? Uh, well, obviously, you can find me on Twitter at FutureBoy. And uh, you can read my writings at Mashable. And I am the author of How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, which uh, people still seem to like. And is available where all good books are sold and even where bad books are sold. So... <laughs> That is a c- classic Chris hype that people seem to like. Yeah. I enjoyed the book mm-hmm. for the record. Oh, yeah. like, it was nice. I bought I mine on Amazon. I can't wait. I'm going to buy one. Yeah. Sweet. I got sale. I, I bought mine at, <laughs> bought mine at LAX. And, uh, <laughs> it was it was knee deep in pre Force Awakens um, hype. So it, it, it's it's an excellent book, Chris. So um, thank you, sir. 
how um when's the follow-up how the universe destroyed star wars oh my god people keep asking about the follow-up and i think of it occasionally and then i think of all the things i'd have to write about and the fact that i'd have to discuss the last jedi and everything that went down with the last jedi and i just sort of break out in hives just thinking about that um and i'm like maybe maybe next decade it will all have simmered down enough that you know we can we can talk about these things but it's just it's so raw right now and there's not a lot of background detail coming out but but yeah someday i'll i'll return to the star wars book writing universe I, I, I always picture like in the future, like we'll live in domes and it'll be very Star Trek and utopian and stuff. And you'll see, you know, the far shot of the city and then it'll be beautiful. But then someone will start a conversation up about The Last Jedi and you just see the dome crack and then <laughs> all smog come out everywhere and it's it's back to square one. It's back to square one. Um if you are new to the channel, we live stream every day at 4 p.m. West, 7 p.m. East, doing all the Star Wars news. We'll be covering a bunch of stuff out of this episode. Um, everyone in the chat's gushing about um, Ashley's like amazing tweet. We'll be talking about that on Monday. And, um, of course, David Prowse. Um, but uh, thanks to everyone in the chat uh, thanks to uh, Maria, to Courtney, to Jimmy, to Chris, to Tom. No thanks to Corey. No thanks oh, to Corey. I love you, Corey. Who brought down the? See, this one averaged a average of eight point seven five, and 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 that's going to rest on um, Corey's shoulders. Who, um, you know, his his seventeen out of ten would have really brought up the average. So <laughs> we'll, we'll miss that. We'll miss that. But um. I hope everyone is, I, listen, appreciate the nuance. Do you know what I mean? Like I know some people that like are super hyped and this going, oh, people like being a downer and stuff. It's like, like find out what people's opinions are. If they're well thought out, work out why they think that way and expand your worldview. I, I, I definitely have, to me, just it's all great is of, of no interest, um, I, I like I like views. I like opinions, and um, they help shape yours in Star Wars and and outside there in that in that horrible real world. So um, savor it, enjoy it, and thank you, Phil. Thank you appreciate so much, Phil. Um, I also appreciate. Thanks, Phil. I also appreciate the algorithm. So give us a thumbs up, give us a comment, help a buddy out, and hey. At two hours and 15, this podcast has gone on. Long enough. So <laughs> thank you, Toro. We'll see you guys later. And may that force be with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.